We're back. Here we are. Matt Wong. Matt Halfwhite. Half Wong. That Wong amazing talk for everyone to remember. The Water Podcast. What are we going to talk about today? Are you are you asking somebody? Are you asking me? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know. Just bantering back and forth with myself. I don't know. What's uh what is going wrong, huh? What's going wrong? What is going wrong? Let's just take today to address the state of the world as it crumbles. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. It seems increasingly like people believe that more and more and more. And why shouldn't they? With all of the policies that preceded most of our lives, and not even just, you know, I don't think the most egregious thing for the world is, I mean, government policies are following the will of, I'm just going to say it, evil. I often think back on this book, Ishmael. I may have spoken about this before. Ishmael is a book about an ape who speaks to a man. Get over it. (laughs) It's just a concept in a book. But this ape is telling this human the story of humanity. Where they've come from and where they will end up. It's interesting because... What really stands out for me, I highly, 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 highly recommend this book. Everybody should read it. It's very interesting. We need to think differently if we're going to survive as a race of, as a species. We need to start thinking differently. We need to start having difficult conversations with our elders We need to have more difficult conversations with the youth who will inherit this world. Why we need to have difficult conversations with our elders is because it seems like a lot of them just don't give a fuck. They got their stock money, their retirements, big screen TVs. It's like Fahrenheit 451. Is Is that the name of that one? Fahrenheit 451? Anybody ever read that book? It's a good book. There's a movie. Movies are never as good as the book. I guarantee if you know one fucking movie that's better than the book, hit me up. Tell me. Okay, I lied. Moneyball is a better movie than it is a book. That's the only movie I've ever seen where I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is actually more. This was pretty good. That was good. Moneyball. Jonah Hill, Brad Pitt, other people. Brad Pitt in that? I think Brad Pitt's in that. I don't know. <sighs> Old people, you need to, you need to, uh, you know what sucks is 
Old people aren't revered in this society. What are we doing to them in this society? Let's just think about American society. Right now, 1,200 people died yesterday because of COVID. And I remember at the beginning of the pandemic last year, 2020, you know, when people were dying, it was like, oh, but people aren't dying of COVID. They have like heart disease and they have, you know, they, they have all these, uh, what do they call those? Comorbid, co, comorb, comorb, co, they have things that would make them weak and those things killed them. <laughs> what do they say? That comorbidity? I am usually fairly articulate. I don't know why I can't say that word. Don't worry about it. Let's just act like that didn't happen. <laughs> but it's weird. It's, it's, you know, New Zealand, they're having an argument right now about whether to, to shut down everything. If you leave the country, you have to quarantine for three weeks before you come back in. They've had 20 deaths or like 26 deaths amongst 5 million people. So, okay, so you say, oh, 20, yeah, they have a population way less than us. Okay, so what are we, 300 million? So it's 5 into 300. Uh, 5 into 30 is 6, uh, 60, okay. So it's 60 times 26. Is that how many deaths we have? 60 times 26? 60 times 26 is what? 1,200? No, we have over 600,000 people who have died from this. And I don't get it. At this point, I mean, are we still holding on to this belief that these are just all, this is all just bullshit? Have you never heard of anybody who's been in the hospital with this or who's experienced it at a, at a, at a bad clip? I'm going to... Man, it's just weird what we are getting used to in this country. And I guess we've been getting used to this. You know, I think uh, Noam Chomsky's Manufacturing Consent, it's a book from the 80s. But I want to say it's in that book. And he talks about, and maybe it's not, maybe I'm wrong. It's another, it's another book from the 80s. Manufacturing consent's a good one, though, but I remember the numbers in either it was either the 80s or the 90s. Uh, a child has seen, you know, so many hundreds of examples of murder and death already just from the screens that they're watching. Here, you know what? I'm going to go off on a tangent because that's what I do here. Uh, baby Einstein shit. Anybody who's a parent out there, anybody who, who's an, an uncle, Anybody who knows children, uh, your children should not be watching these screens. And it's not me saying that, it's researchers saying that. Did you know use of products like Baby Einstein delays language development? What the fuck? Yeah, use of products such as baby Einstein, these iPads, or, you know, they don't give them iPads. They get, you know, you, you go spend just as much as an I on an iPad for something that's not an iPad because <laughs> it's baby proof. 
you think you're being uh, you know, a responsible parent. I get it. We buy things in this society. We're sold shit all the time. We want to do what's responsible for our children. I understand that. The thing is, though, and again, this is just a, you know, another, another weird aspect of our society. Because everybody's got to sell shit. You got to make a living. You got to make money. So, so, and, and, and that sucks because what's most important in this society is capital, not people. Obviously, I mean, we don't give people health care. You know, I listen to Richard Wolf. He's got a show on KPFA. If you're not listening to KPFA, you're not doing yourself any favors. KPFA.org, you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. It's amazing. It's an amazing uh, community-sponsored radio station that started out here in the Bay. But Richard Wolf, he's got family in uh, France, and he doesn't know a family member in France who doesn't know what it's like to not have health care. They've had health care from birth to death for decades. And we fight over it. And obviously, the, the, the people that are uninsured, I mean, is this not obvious? I mean, the people, who are going to be the people that are uninsured? Poorer people, no. Black and brown people, no. And so that we can live with ourselves, we accept, we buy into the story that people are being irresponsible. They're being lazy. They're somehow being a bad... Uh, a bad member of society. We believe all this bullshit. That's what the rich people want us to know. Because the rich people, they don't play by the same rules. You haven't seen all the companies that don't pay federal taxes? You, whoever you are right now, whoever you are right now listening to me, you paid more in federal taxes than Sprint in some years, over the last uh, 10 years. Amazon, Apple, probably, you know, I, I'm not, okay, don't, don't quote me on the companies. I know Sprint, Verizon, I remember these ones. I got no notes or anything, guys, on this one. Uh, just going off top. Look it up. Anything I say, you know, you could just look this shit up. You have everything at your fingertips. How is it possible that a company can make over a billion dollars in revenue and not pay taxes? A society like this, that's set up like this, where some people are exempted from the rules, and then we wonder why the youth act the way they do, why the music is the way it is, where is the morality? Where is the ethics? Well, from the top down, it's, it's nowhere. I'm glad Biden's president and not Trump, but 
Biden had been so inappropriate with all these little girls and all these women. And, you know, it's like, ugh. I mean, it's not like, like, how is Biden like, you know, it's not, he's, he's no savior. He's not like this, this, uh, paragon of morality or something. There's young video of Biden when he was a, you know, and he used to be, I don't know what he started out as 30, 40 years ago or whatever. And he said, he, he, he said that he would be different if he was getting like, you know, sponsors or if he was being backed by, by big companies and he would vote differently. Uh, and he does, you know, I mean that these are the people, other people put these candidates up. These people don't, don't just act of their own accord. There's not really, you know, think about this country. 300 million people, like I said. Look how large the country is. Are we one people? We can't be one people. You know, I was listening on KPFA recently about the decline of empire and about Rome and the U.S. and about their, uh, about the similarities between the political rhetoric as Rome was in decline as it went from the decline of a republic into an empire and then it fell. This is interesting too. So apparently Rome had these Punic Wars with uh, Carthage. And in these Punic, there's three Punic Wars and apparently, you know, Rome was coalesced around around a common cause and they accepted austerity measures and they're willing to to fight and stop Carthage come together this was their big bad rival and then once they finally beat them it it said that they stopped taking themselves seriously they stopped doing the right thing and they had no more rival. They they became they became more and more frivolous, I guess. How so? Okay. Some other stuff from this talk. This was a talk on letters and politics. It's on YouTube, Letters and Politics. Mitch Jezerich is the man. Again, this is on KPFA.org. This is a talk with Edward Edward Watts, professor at San Diego. He had recently wrote a book, and it's crazy because there's, again, there's a lot of similarities. So there's this guy, Tiberius Gracchus, in the mid-100s BC. Him and his brother, the Gracchi, get this. These guys wanted to redistribute wealth in Rome. This is after the Punic Wars. They saw a problem with Rome was wealth inequality. They wanted to take away land from the aristocracy and redistribute it amongst the common man. Sound familiar? 
him and his brother were assassinated by members of the conservative faction in Rome. The rich. The people who were going to lose out. And apparently, you know what's crazy? The, 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 apparently there had been no violence, in, no political violence, apparently, for like a few hundred years in, in Rome. And this shook Rome up. But then it became increasingly more common because those people who used it, who used the violence, those people in power, they saw how and they learned how it could be used. You ever hear like Machiavellianism, you know, the prince, Nico Machiavelli? This is, he's in like the, you know, what, the thousands or something like this. I know that that's like a real vague, you know, maybe 1200 or some shit. I don't know. AD. Maybe it's 1400, 1300, some shit. Maybe it's 700. I know that the numbers are, you know. But anyways, Machiavelli, he's the guy that urges kings, leaders, statesmen to no longer trying to be loved by their people, but rather be feared. Because the nature of man is that if they're feared, they will acquiesce. If they love you, they'll turn their back. That's what he said. And since then forward, it's funny, I bring it up because as a concept, it's like, okay, so, so politicians then were like, oh, okay. You know, there's this idea, we're even sold it, right? Who was the original king, right? Like when you think about, you know, uh, societies and how they formed, you think of the first person, the, the, the person that they would elevate in a group would be the best of them, right? In all ways, right? Or maybe you have the idea that instead it was always some strong man. Just the guy that could beat everybody up. He was just the, the most aggressive man. Maybe that's the story we believe more now. And I think that we believe that story now because that's what we see in our leaders. And we think they have to be that way, right? Trump, look how, look how big Trump talked. He talked huge. He talked huge. <laughs> so bigly. Right? Such a strong man, right? Never lose, you know. Losers and winners and, you know. Evoking racism against the immigrant. They're the problem that you're not. They're the reason why you don't have what you used to have. You imagine a billionaire telling people whose families lost employment because jobs went overseas. Jobs went overseas to help out which Americans? Some Americans 
wanted this. Those billionaires. They saw black and brown people around the world that could be used as slave labor, practically. So we'll go take our cars to another country. We'll make them cheaper there so that we could sell them for more still in America every year. That doesn't make sense. Even if we took jobs making things to other countries so that we could buy things cheaper here, that's not right still. And that's happening at Walmart, right? You think Walmart stuff is quality? Do you think things at the dollar store are quality? <laughs> There's a lot of toxic shit at the dollar store. Like you, you look that up. Look up toxicity dollar store products because these products are made in China. Or look at the and and I'm not blaming. You know, let's not get racist, okay? About like, oh, the Chinese. The Chinese are just playing the game. They're playing the game. They're all where every country is playing the game. Who set the board up? Who is making sure that the game keeps going? Because if you don't play the game, you're left out. Cuba, Venezuela, Bolivia, North Korea. Iran, Palestine, Afghanistan, Vietnam, Cambodia in the 70s, Vietnam, Cambodia, 60s and 70s. Innumerable amount of African countries. A lot of people don't want to play the game. Because the game is, oh, okay, yeah, we have resources in this country. Oh, yeah, uh, Mike got disconnected. Stupid. Okay, anyways. So what, the British should control it? Think about it. You know, think about this. In America, what foreign entities control our natural resources? I don't really know the answer to this. Maybe maybe I'm going to maybe I'm going to be an idiot here. Most of it's all American companies though, right? American companies own, you know, the the minerals and they own the oil fields and shit and they they own the uh 18 they they put up the infrastructure for communications. In other countries, it's also Americans. We make sure of it. This makes sure this this in this this ensures that we grow our GDP. Right? It's stupid. Think about the last twenty years in Afghanistan. Think about this. Two point one trillion dollars have been spent. 
Billions of dollars have been spent giving them weaponry, giving them training to use the weaponry. We're not just talking machine guns. We're talking tanks, anti-aircraft missile. We're talking all kinds of shit. Who has that now? Who's in control of Afghanistan right now? Not the Americans. So all that shit was just given over to the Taliban. Today was the uh, this, this suicide bombing by ISIS-K. Yeah, now there's variants of ISIS. <laughs> hey, you want a quick history lesson about Afghanistan? Check this. Uh, there were Anglo-Afghan wars in the end of the 1800s. You know the fucking British, man. They're all over the place. Taking resources. Fucking forcing people to do whatever they want. A lot of people don't like that. They try to fight back. Three Anglo-Afghan wars. The Afghans end up winning. I believe the guy's name is Huliba, Huliba, Huliba Khan. Huliba Khan, I think is his name. Huliba Khan. I know, I fucked it up. I don't know his name. Uh, Habila, Hab, Habibullah Khan. His son, Amanullah Khan, becomes the sovereign prince of a free Afghanistan. This is in like the early 1900s. This guy and his princess, Soraya, Queen Soraya, they go and uh, they meet with heads of other states of Europe. She meets the president. She's at dinner with men. And I'm pointing this out because we have this idea that Afghan society is one that's so stifling. They're this conservative Islamic uh, state and you know they're so backwards and it wasn't always the case we always think of these bad countries as if like the bad leader means that like all the people agreed with them and you'll see you'll see with this story that that's not true Queen Soraya she unveils herself even as a Muslim woman She's at dinner with men. She allows the president of France to kiss her hand. Well, the British stoke up popular resentment in Afghanistan against this. Propaganda. They propagandize these events so that more conservative Muslims are not cool with them isn't that crazy the west they've been doing and, and it's because they were just upset they were upset they lost so they wanted to stir up foment do you know afghanistan had four constitutions in the 1900s all of them had equal rights for men and women do you know that in the 60s 70s and 80s there was 
communists and socialist parties in Afghanistan with women leaders. You can look up this one woman, Anahita Radabazad. I know I didn't say that right. But she led... She led some of these, uh, she led, she was like a feminist amongst Afghan women in the 70s. She wrote articles. Even up into the 80s, she was on their, uh, what is that? She was in elected government. What happens in the 80s? Well, this is where, this is, this is where it kind of goes to, uh, Okay, so in the 80s, the Soviet Union, they start fighting, they get involved in the uh, civil war in Afghanistan. There's a civil war in Afghanistan. And the Soviets are actually helping the communists. They're, you know, who's up against the communists? The Mujahideen. These are fundamentalist Islamics. People like the Taliban, who America would never support, right? Well, guess what? That's exactly who we supported in the 80s. We gave them money. Millions, hundreds of millions. I don't know if it's billions. We gave them money. We gave them weaponry because we wanted them to fight the Soviets to weaken them because we were in that stupid Cold War, right? So we supported bad guys. We supported the Bin Ladens. They win. This isn't good for Afghan people. But when has America ever cared about its policies being good for the people in that state? And what sucks is it's just not good for all of us either. So the Mujahideen ends up becoming the Taliban. Or my bad. Is they end up becoming Al-Qaeda? No. The Taliban. Not oh, great. Now I've lost it. We supported Bin Laden. Bin Laden comes to power in Afghanistan. Bin Laden does what he does against the, the U.S. and 9-11. Unless you believe other things. But this is all blowback. Blowback is a term where that that refers to policies that America. Well, it doesn't have to be America, but I heard it from a Chalmers Johnson who has a book called Blowback. Real good book. You should go check it out. You'll be surprised and shocked. But basically, these policies that America made, and then the unintended consequences from them. And here it is, right? We don't know what the fuck we're doing out over there. We were, think about this. We're the most powerful country in the world, right? The biggest military in the world, right? We spend more on weaponry than any other country in the world. And we just lost a war, a 20-year war in Afghanistan. And it's funny that people are putting, you know, ah, man, 
it's amazing the propaganda machine in America. Like this is Biden's fault for taking us out. It's funny how these presidents do it too. Trump, you know, he knew. He made he, he made the agreement so that uh we would pull out in twenty twenty one and Biden is is uh is the bad guy because he is honoring that because we should be the fuck out of there. We should be spending money here at home for the 40 million people that are hungry. Hungry. 40 million people. Mostly children. We're going to evict another 3 million people probably within the next two months because the, the moratorium on evictions has been lifted. There's a shit ton of homeless people already. There's no jobs. Tech is getting stronger and stronger. There's just going to be a lot of jobs that are that are going to continue to be shelved. People are going to continue to not have work. And there's no plan. We're arguing about fucking putting our kids in school when they're also they could all carry COVID. They could all bring it back home. Did you see that day like a couple months ago? Four teachers in Florida died in one day in one district, one county. Four teachers died in one day. And it's like, ah, oh, what an awesome guy for making sure that we don't have to wear masks. I don't understand this whole mask thing. Like not wanting to wear masks all the time. Like. I don't know. I don't know. What's going wrong? What's going wrong? It's fucked up. America, fuck yeah. That's what we need to do though, right? We need to just flex. Because if we don't, you know, so what, where'd that 2.1 trillion, where, you know, that, you know, it's funny, you know how else they manipulate uh, shit in the news so for instance maybe you've heard oh well the u.s have taken out u.s troops have taken out over a hundred thousand people out of afghanistan we'll talk to afghan people and they'll fucking tell you yeah it's not afghans that they're being taken out of the country like a lot of those people are foreigners and then think about it if you are an afghan taken out of the country on one of these fucking cargo planes oh what they allowed you to take your fucking all your shit you think they have overhead story, overhead, overhead compartments? They could take, you know. They're packing up their homes. Oh, and then they're going to a lot of countries though that that want to take them in, right? And they're going to be very friendly to them. Now, maybe actually in Europe, you know, I don't, I, I, I maybe, maybe, I know not here in the states, or at least. How many people voted for Trump? 65 million people it's about 65 million people that are raving anti-immigrants anti-immigration you know so mad it's funny uh in that decline of empire talk he was talking about how how many politicians in america use 
the decline of Rome as a reason why, uh, you know, to blame groups in America. Oh, so in the 70s, women's liberation, right? Phyllis Slashley and these people, oh, women's lib. This is the reason why Rome fell. Now we want to liberate women. Oh, the 80s. Oh, gay rights, gays. Oh, look at the, the decline of family morals and all this bullshit, right? You know, can I say real quick, you know what's weird? We're 30 years past the 80s, right? How old am I? 37? We're 37. <laughs> we're like, you know, so we're 30 years past the 80s. But you know what's really weird? Do we not have an answer for this? We're like, you know, and I'm not, I don't know, maybe I am uh, getting into conspiracies. Uh, but is it not weird that like, why, why did AIDS hit the people that it hit? I don't know. That's weird to me. What's going wrong? Poor Afghans. Could you imagine this? And imagine too. There was, you know, again, if there, you know, the Americans come into this country in Afghanistan, you know, in the two, early nine, the, the ends of the 1990s, uh, who is this guy? Mohammed Omar, I think that's Mullen Mohammed Omar. He leads the he he's he's one of these leaders of what they call the uh, Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, I believe. One good thing that he did for sure. He stopped the production of poppy. The opium poppy heroin some people claim this is the reason for going into afghanistan have you not been following this stackler family and the uh opiate crisis all these lawsuits and shit right have you been following this stacklers you know it's crazy oh my god this was on democracy now too if you could find this it's fucking crazy. These guys just these these guys are just straight drug dealing. Heroin, peddling heroin. Sure, it goes by a different name, right? All these uh, what are, what are, what are all these opiates called for pain? I don't even know, right? Percocets and shit like that. Is it Percocets? I don't know. They literally just lied. They just told their salesmen, just lie. They knew that these things were addictive. Previously, such strong drugs were only used in late stage cancers patients. They made it so that these things would be just handed out. Like, they, you know, they, 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 wanted, they wanted doctors, just hand them out. Just hand them out. Real crazy story on that. And now, so what's crazy is they made like, and, and this is just one family, one drug company. Because all the drug companies had, had derivatives and, and their own shit. 
They all got involved in this. Be careful about this sick management system in America. There's a global pandemic and the best thing that this country can tell us is wash your hands and wear a mask. They don't address the goddamn fast food. They don't address the sugar. They don't address vitamins, amino acids. They don't address plant compounds that are known to be antiviral, anti-cancerous. We act as if your body has no defense, no immune system, no way to be built up. No talk about the interaction with the sun and your body. Some bullshit, man. Am I to believe in this most powerful country? They don't know this? Is that what I'm supposed to believe? Am I supposed to believe that here we are at the cutting edge of technology? Here we are. Here we are, right? We're as smart as we've ever been as, as, as humans, no? Is that not the story I feel like in America we're told? How smart we are, how great we are. There's always all this talk about the market, the market, the market, the market. Well, here's the failure of the market then, okay? Because it's like, if you can't make money off of it, you can't make, you know, you can't, because, because plant compounds can't be fucking controlled by uh, uh, Pfizer or Merck or any of these people. They just don't even fucking address it. What do you think people used to do for pain? Do you think people just always had pain and they never did shit? You know, pain, you know, Tylenol and aspirin and shit. They got the idea from willow bark. Yeah, go look it up. Willow bark has natural aspirin in it. People used to chew on it to take care of some pain. We already know, like, you know, we're talking about poppies, right? Opium and shit, right? There were things that people could do. I'm not advocating people smoke opium. I'm just saying there's plant compounds. The thing is, though, instead, we make all these drugs that fuck with people, man. All kinds of side effects with these drugs that we make. We can't talk plant compounds. We can't talk tinctures. We can't talk herbal tinctures, herbal medicines. Because you're fucking wacko if you do, right? What's going on? <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Afghans, man. Poor Americans, though. What am I saying? You know, over here in San Jose, more and more people are on the Guadalupe River. I'm right here by the airport. There's uh, there's lots of land that the city own in between the airport. So between like uh, so beyond like before the runway, there's just open land, and apparently it's there because 
just in case like a, a plane crashes, I guess, or something. I never knew that. And why I know this now, because the Federal Aviation Agency, the FAA, they told San Jose they're not going to get any more federal funding unless San Jose cleans that area up. There's been a ton, there's been a lot of people. There are a lot of people there. It's crazy. There's a lot of cars. There's a lot of trailers. There's a lot of RVs. On the river, on the Guadalupe River, like on the trail, it's nuts. I went running there the other morning. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried because I'm up at like 4.30. So I was running. <laughs> I was running in the dark and I went down there. And I was like, oh, shit, I turned my I turned my uh, my headphones off just so I could, you know, just in case, like, hey, man, is anybody going to come up on me or anything? I don't know. <laughs> because it's crazy. There's all kinds of tents. There's all kinds of uh, – it looks like – you know what it reminded me? It reminded me – some of these places look like, uh, you know, when you're going on Pirates of the Caribbean and, like, the little by you know, there's, like, the little houses on the bayou exactly what they look like they got little they, they some of these people it's fucking nuts they've made little tiny homes out there there are a couple little tiny homes out there like out of like they're like little structures they made and they're getting electricity too i saw lights and shit it's crazy i don't think they should just be kicked out that's what they're gonna do they're just gonna fucking I don't know, just push them somewhere else. When, you know, it's funny, right over, so this is all right here by Avaya, the soccer stadium. Right across the street from Avaya, an empty Lowe's. And a Lowe's building is huge. That's why I say that. But we couldn't use that to put people in. We couldn't use resources to pay people to watch homeless people or to somehow create some type of organization or safety net for them. What are you fucking nuts? <laughs> it's unfortunate, man. The way we just think, and you know what sucks too, is I wonder to myself, I don't, uh, ah, man, I listened to a fucking NBC thing on YouTube earlier just because I was like, let me see what the fuck they're saying. It was like, why are pharmacies overcharging for drugs? And I was like, why? Why? Tell me, NBC. What are you going to say? As if NBC is not in line with company, with pharmaceutical companies. And sure enough, the, the, the story was just so fucking confusing, I thought. You know, you got all kinds of, you know, and, and, and. And that's why I like, I like listening to, I just want to listen to one person who knows what they're talking about. One person talking with them. I don't like these stories on, you know, NPR does this shit too. They do a story and it's all cut with, you know, you, you could tell for a fucking five minute story, they interviewed like fucking eight people and you get just a 10 second soundbite from all of them. And you got to ask yourself. What else did they say during that, like, at least five minutes they probably talked with this person? Am I to believe? Because even in that soundbite, you listen for it. Even in that soundbite, you could tell that dude was going to say more stuff or this was a part of something else that he was saying or she. 
critical thinking. Where's our critical thinking going? Ah. But I know. That's been beaten out of us. You go to school. You sit in line. You have this authority figure. You have to please this authority figure for your grade. You gotta do that year after year after year after year after year. You never know anything. You're always just trying to please these people. Acquiesce to authority. <laughs> I sound like an anarchist, huh? I sound like somebody who believes humans can make their own decisions. Ooh, crazy. Maybe not everybody can. Is that what you want to hear? Is that what people want to hear? It's funny listening to this, uh, again, going back to that talk on the decline of Rome. There was a time when it was a republic, and then there was a time when it was an empire. And what's interesting is when it was a republic, only certain people had rights in the republic. Only certain people could vote, only certain people had to say. And then when it was an empire... There were as actually more rights given to more people. Not what I would have thought. But it's funny because the United States did model themselves as a republic. And in the beginning, it was only propertyed men, propertyed white men, that could vote. Or have say. Hmm. Hmm. Crazy. It's crazy. I know I'm all over the place. The world's all over the place. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Fauci says this pandemic's going to last through till next spring now. You know, it's crazy. I remember I was listening to David Icke on London Real last year at the beginning of all of this in March. March 2020. You can go check them out. Check out London Real is a cool show with Brian Rose. What's crazy, too, for some I mean, you really want to know some of like because Brian Rose on London, London Real has hella followers, too. I want to say he's got like over a billion views on his channel, probably. I think, you know, he's got. He, he he's like uh you know i always talk to you about tom or you know if you're you see me on other social media i'm always talking about tom bilyeu checking out his shows tom bilyeu's american and he has great guests on his show Zuh. brian rose is american too but he's just in london so you know it's but he has they have a lot of the same guests uh but because he had this guy david ike on his show david ike is a English conspiracy theorist. Let's just say that, I guess, right? Uh, but because he was on the show, that YouTube threatened uh, to take him all down and and put down the whole channel and shit. You know, it was a big deal at the time. But uh, you know, I say all this. You know, it's crazy. Is he said? I thought this was weird at the time, but he said, COVID nineteen. You see, it's going to mean certificate of vaccination identification. 
you will need vaccination identifications to move freely in your society. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was nuts. You want to know more word games? You want to know more fun word games? Did you see the Delta variant before vaccines were given out? You asking me? Who are you asking? Oh, no, not me. You're talking to the crowd. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Just think about it. And then you tell me when you get your vaccine, what muscle was it put in? Where was that vaccine given to you? In your shoulder? In your deltoid muscle? Oh my god. <laughs> I just blew some of your minds right now, right? Whoa. <laughs> nah, there's nothing sinister about all of this. Maybe this is just the world getting rid of us before we get rid of it. There's never any, uh, you know, even when, you know, there's people on KPFA, shout out KPFA, <laughs> you think even letters in politics again, uh, you know, they, but there's been people that he's had guests that have talked about um, pandemics, uh, but think about this, there were there was a there's a pandemic you know that I heard this guy saying how you know the mad cow disease was a pandemic and what the fuck is a you know just to like let's just think about these things like what are they like mad cow disease is like cows eating other cows so they developed this disease and then we ate that shit like there's just things that we oh I'm so mad over here at my microphone <laughs> it just keeps it's not holding this charge. Anyways. What's going on? You know what I want? Uh, anything else? Uh, um, hmm. You know what else I should say too? Because, you know, we've been talking. I've been talking a lot of Afghanistan. Let me just give you this other little Afghani news here. What were we there to apparently help liberate women, Right. I was listening to a Rafia Zakaria. You already know where I heard her on. <laughs> and she has a recent book out called Against White Women Feminism. Ooh. What? Yeah. So she's talking about how, you know, as a, is, as a Muslim woman to Americans, if I don't want to be sexually open... I'm already left out of this conversation of feminism or what it means to be a liberated woman. So she was talking about how, you know, like, like basically she, she's talking about how Americans are trying to impose their idea of liberation on women in Afghanistan. There was a moment, you know, I brought up about Mullen Omar Mohammed. There was a moment in the early 2000s where the Taliban leaders of Afghanistan, this Islamic 
emirate of Afghanistan. Like, there was a moment where they could unite, throw them all into the same government, share some type of power. Like a democracy. Hmm. Guess who that wasn't cool with? America. Fuck yeah. There's these Afghanistan papers. I think that's what they're known as now. It's these talks between the military, ours, and theirs throughout this war over the last 20 years. And it shows, even though uh, spokesmen for the war here in America kept saying how good it was going, and, oh, well, Iraq is going wrong, but Afghanistan, that's where it's going well. All bullshit. Afghanistan was never going well. They never knew what the fuck they were doing. All bullshit. You know, I wanted to say, too, and now, now Biden gets his strongman moment, right? Because of this fucking uh, this attack on the airport today, and now he's talking about we will hunt you down. Ah, jeez. You know what's crazy too? Think about this. We've been in war for twenty years. Thirteen American troops dying today is the most American troops that have died in ten years. Just what kind of war is that? What has been going on in this country? You know, and what do you think we look like to the Afghans? Do you think they want us still? you think they fucking care? They have a saying. It's dangerous to be enemies of the Americans. It's deadly to be their ally. Oh, damaging. Who do we think we are? What the fuck are we doing, man? And... With all the bullshit now, too, that other countries can see that's going on in our own country, how can we stand up and say we're a leader of the world in any way? I hope you feel a little shame about this. I felt shame about this, learning about this stuff. Until then, I kind of separated myself from the idea that, well, I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not imperialist like these people. Anyways... Is another talk. Is it another talk? I don't know. So what else have they done in America or in Afghanistan? They say they, you know, they, they, they mentioned they've built schools. They've built all these schools. You know what they don't say is they don't say what the attendance is at these schools because Afghanis don't go because it's dangerous for them to go because the people that, you know, imagine, imagine if you're just in Afghanistan, you don't want to be a part of the Taliban. You just want to fucking live life. Imagine you have access to computers and shit and like you're like, you know, you got an internet and you, you, you're looking at like the fucking world and you're like, I just want to do like what the rest of the world's doing, right? Or, you know, maybe you just want to fucking wear jeans and listen to fucking Michael Jackson. Is that so wrong? <laughs> And instead, these people are put in a fucking position where, like, oh, okay, like, you know, okay, there's Americans here. But if I'm seen with the Americans, like, what do you think then the other Afghans are going to think of them that are fighting the Americans? You know, there's a lot of people in war. They just want to fucking get through it. They don't care what side wins. Hey, what's going on?
It's fucked up, man. I can't end this podcast without... I could. I could totally end this podcast if I want to right now. I'm in control of all of it. I um in control. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, no, really, what I want to talk about, though, and I know now this is totally switching gears. This is because, you know, I'm a... I'm a big fight guy. And don't doubt me. Go ahead and doubt me. I don't care. I've had so many people doubt me. It ain't even whatever. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, think. You don't have to believe me. <laughs> you know, fine. You know, you don't think I'm going to fight. Whatever. This isn't my life's not your life. Whatever. My my dreams aren't your dreams. My talents. My path is not yours. It's not meant for you. I don't give a fuck how old you think I am. I don't care what you think I have done or haven't done. I don't care you think that, oh, well, other people, blah, blah, uh, uh, uh. I'm not other fucking people, so whatever the fuck. Anyways, about fighting. I got to talk T. Wood, Jake Paul, because I don't see it ending well for Tyron Woodley. Why? Not that Tyron Woodley's not talented. Of course he's talented. He's explosive. He's in great shape. You know what I'm going to go at, though, is mentally why. I've been watching Tyrone Woodley for a long time now. And Tyrone Woodley, when he was on his rise up as... I know, this is totally changing gears, huh? <laughs> I'm going to talk fighting the rest of this uh, this podcast right now. Because this fight's coming up Sunday. And what I'm talking about, though, is I want to talk about... Um, mentally what i'm seeing this other i see everybody look at you know people watch him hit the pads and i don't ever get impressed with somebody hitting pads okay like a pad holder can fucking make you look good on the pads it's just reaction you know and really when i'm watching people hit pads i'm looking at what is their defensive responsibility what's their stance look like i'm not looking at like oh look he fucking touched all the you know anyways people said the same fucking thing about ben Askren. i couldn't believe it when it, honestly, go look at find you know you find it on YouTube, a fight hype. Uh, I think that's the channel. Find an old video of Ben Askren hitting pads before the Jake Paul fight. Look through the comments. You're gonna see all these people. Oh my God, Ben Askren looks great. Oh my God, he's an Olympian. Jake Paul has no chance. Blah 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. Ben Askren looked garbage. His left hand was going fucking back to his goddamn fucking chest every time. And how did he get knocked the fuck out? He threw a stupid fucking lazy jab that went back to his chest. Jake Paul just fucking followed that shit. Slept his ass. Nah, he didn't sleep him. He fucking face planted him. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> when Tyron Woodley beat Robbie Lawler for the heavyweight... That's not right. For the welterweight championship of the UFC. I was watching old interviews before that fight and i watched his post press conference interviews to see what his mental where he was where his mind was at because this was when tyron woodley was probably at his best and he even says in that fight oh man like everything was going good for this camp i was so happy i was so happy everything was was really well everything was positive he didn't have any distractions. 
He says when he goes into the ring or into the cage prior to the fight, he's imagining... So he's in the cage. Imagine this. He's in the cage. There's nobody in there. This is just before the event starts. And he's imagining himself being out there later for the main event and it being the same way. Ever since winning that championship fight, I think the best fight he had after that was the Darren Till fight. Because I think every other fight, I mean, he, 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 he barely got by against Stephen Thompson. He fought, I don't know why he fought Damian Maya. And then, you know, Usman, Burns, Covington, and now Luke in his last fight. All these dudes, man, he's been taught. He, 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 when he was winning, he wasn't talking all this shit. He wasn't rapping. He wasn't doing fucking movies. I just watched an interview with him with Ariel Hawani. He even says how he didn't put the, put as much focus as he needed to. And I don't think he's putting as much focus now either. Like, and, and, and too, I know. If what I'm saying is that he was saying, by his own words, his own admittance, that he was really happy. Now he's all fuck. You know, Jake Paul's all in his head. Some guy was talking shit about his mom. He's all fucking freaking out about his mom. He's all fucking. You know, he's he's engaging in this this banter with him. You know, he's all mad at Jake Paul because, you know, in in some regard, I, it's like, bro, like. When somebody, you know, regardless of who it is, if somebody does something that's going to benefit you or is helpful, fucking be on page with them, man. I mean, Jake Paul is talking shit to Dana White all the time about the pay in the UFC. Don't fight him on that. Like, that's good for you. That's good for your brothers in the fucking, in the MMA world still. Don't fucking sit there and argue for Dana White. Like, oh, well, we can get together as fighters. Like, you're dumb. Like, don't, you know, come on, man. Anyways, Woodley is shaken. And I know, and again, in the comments, people don't see this. People in the comments think he looks calm and he looks collected. And he's mad now. Now that he's mad because of of Jake Paul talking shit to his mom, for sure he's going to be extra motivated. Because we've all seen how fighters that fight mad do amazingly well, right? All those fighters that Conor McGregor made mad on the way up. Oh man, they really they really showed Conor, didn't they? All those fighters that were really mad at Mayweather. Ooh, they really showed him, didn't they? All the guys that were mad at Ali. They really showed him in his time, huh? Being mad is not somewhere most fighters want to be. That's not something that most fighters are uh, uh, harvesting. You know, it's not something that they use. It's hard to be mad all the time, man. I don't know why, you know, so I don't think, I think he's going to be out of his element. I think, I think he got knocked out and 
I think he, you know, his last fight with Luke, it was only like five months ago. And now he's making, he's made this transition to boxing over the course of what, maybe 12 weeks or something. And let's not, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Jake Paul's a, you know, whatever. I don't know what, it, you know, everybody hates him. His personality's trash, sure, whatever. But as far as boxing goes, he's like 22. He's a multimillionaire. And he's been training with like professional boxers for a couple years now. Like really good guy. Like he has access to a lot of really good shit. He makes so much money for himself and so many people. His team, this isn't, I'm, I don't think that, he was chosen for a reason, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley doesn't do good with this shit talking. Tyron Woodley is in his own head. If Tyron Woodley couldn't turn it up as a black man from Missouri against a Kobe Covington, a Make America Great Again Kobe Covington, a Trump-supporting Kobe Covington, red hat-wearing Make America Great Again Kobe Covington, who talked so much shit for years to Tyron Woodley. And it's not that Tyron Woodley lost. It's that Tyron Woodley didn't show up and got fucking hammered and then quit from a broken rib. So I don't care how mad Tyron Woodley is. And I saw Tyron Woodley within a day or two smiling saying that loss was nothing it didn't matter i mean if you can't get upset about losing to a guy like kobe covington if you can't show up against a guy that talked so much shit you know the thing is man kobe covington it's like you talking shit not just against tyron woodley but against like a whole race of people man and tyron woodley couldn't show up against that He's not going to show up against Jake Paul the more I think about it. And now as I say it too, I'd love, of course, I wanted Ben Askren to beat Jake Paul. I wanted Nate Robinson to beat Jake Paul. In my mind, I'm like, Nate Robinson, you you know, he's a great athlete. He's, he's contributed his life to sports. I was hoping that that would transfer over somehow. Totally didn't. And that made me go, whoa, this dude, whoa. And then, okay, sure, Ben Askren, of course, I was, I'm like, Ben Askren can't hit for shit. But I'm hoping, I'm really hoping he could do it. And yeah, Tyron Woodley's way better than Ben Askren and, and Nate Robinson. He's bigger. He's more explosive. He knows how to punch. But Tyron Woodley, when he knocks people out, it's not because, oh shit, Tyron Woodley, like, he fucking, oh wow, did you see how he went to the body, head, stepped out, angled? No, nah, he just fucking, he's... Little gloves, explosive, touch you on the chin. Big overhands, big rights. Boxing, you got big gloves on. The targets are different. The footwork is different. And again, Tyron Woodley, you didn't build up 
your fight self as somebody doing that. That's not you. Jake Paul has been talking shit his whole life in all his fights. That's just what he does. So talking shit to you, talking shit to the next guy, it's all the same to him. That's how he gets up for fights. That is not how you get up for fights, Tyron. I've seen it. I've seen you fight after fight after fight. Oh, Usman's got nothing. Oh, Covington's got nothing. Bill's got nothing. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'll beat your ass up. Nah, bro. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. All right. What's going on? I think I told you some shit today. Hopefully you learned some stuff. Uh, this is the start of season two of that water podcast. I'm looking to get another 11 episodes in this year. I have, I have some commitments from some other people who want to be on the podcast. Randy, the Guamanian, he's going to be back. We're going to, we're going to continue our Guam talk. It's going to be an awesome conversation. Maybe we'll get into some more sports talk too. Who knows what we'll talk about. It's cool talking with Randy. I have a professional boxer who's going to be on you know who's going to who's going to be on the uh on the podcast. A professional boxer who's come back from cancer. Yeah, so that's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great talk. We should have our first female guest on the show. Uh, Philosophical Popsicle, I believe. That's her name on, on IG. She's made a commitment. We should talk about some cool stuff. I don't know if she'll be on first or also I had another woman who has also, uh, a, the, you know, I've been talking about her, the, uh, the doula, the midwife. So that would be awesome. So yeah, we got some cool talks coming up. Of course, I'm going to hit you with more knowledge when I just talk solo, by myself, el lobo solo. (laughs) All right, guys. Do what your heart tells you to do. Don't always be concerned about what society is saying what society is telling you to do. Oh man, because remember, I was talking about that baby, you know, I think I I started going off topic. I mean, you know, again, trust your heart, trust the ancients, stay away from all that process bullshit. We'll talk more immunity in future podcasts. So you can stay safe, so you can come out on top on this pandemic. If you like the podcast, if you've ever liked any of the podcasts, please tell some people. It'd be nice if we could get more people listening to this. Hopefully more people can get value out of it. Help me out. I'm trying to help you out. Be loved, everybody. Be loved. Peace.